Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know. (laughs) On with the show. Hi guys! Hi! <laughs> Welcome to my channel. <laughs> uh, what a fucking movie! I was and then some. I like as soon as the movie started, I said, "Oh, I I was like ten out of 10 I'm I, like literally that was the first thing out of my mouth. I was like ten out of ten. That I love this movie. Literally, as because it just immediately just it doesn't it doesn't like. It doesn't do like a credits and then things start happening. It's like the credits rolling as like he's doing all of these moves and it's ridiculous. But like it's like smash cut. Like he mm. just starts doing this stuff. And I was like, brilliant. 10 out of 10. No, no complaints. And it was a re- this movie is a ridiculous and amazing. It was just I kept being like, I think at one point I literally like yelled out loud, like, at a girl or something. I don't know. I was just, like, so... At a girl? Something. I, I knew I said, like, you go girl, or I don't know. I said something. Oh, yeah. And I was so... And Remember was, when you said something about a pig pissing in her eye? <laughs> oh, jeez, don't cry. Listen, Laura, what's your face? is going to be here any second. Now, we don't want our star to look like a little pig peed in her eyes now, do we? Uh-uh. Then knock it off. <laughs> this was an, an amazing film. This was an amazing film. So to my surprise, every single person in the movie, when I looked at their IMDb, it was like known for The Last Dragon. I know. But Even William H. Macy. Yeah. These aren't people that like haven't done other things. It's not a thing where like other people... I'm like... No, what? I'm so pissed off that I've never heard of this. I... Yeah. I'm... Same. I that's I kept thinking that the whole time. Uh our friend Girdler uh does these amazing um we haven't actually been because he lives in a different town than we do. Uh but he does these amazing Yeah, I don't think he did this at the library though. He said Oh, okay. Um but like he does these um film show yeah, film screenings at the library and he he'll he like it's not something where he just like shows a DVD or something like that. I mean, he might, but like he contract he contacts distributors and he like goes through the proper channels. He's not like doing some like little bootleg showing of something. He like he goes all out to do it. Um and he gets funding. 
I think, from the library or something. Or I don't know. Oh, he, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get funding, but he gets like permission right. to do this for like a certain amount of time, and he he's able to request films and get them approved or not. Like he like he's gonna be showing. I don't know when exactly, but he's gonna be showing a Serbian film. Yeah. I've never seen it, but now I want to watch it just so I can imagine how awkward. I forget that what is. the deal is with it. Is it just? It's it's just like a, like a, you know, I I forget, but it's like everything bad. It's whatever. Yeah, we'll talk. It, we'll talk about it later. Okay. He said that he did a showing of the Last Dragon, and like forty people showed up, and he said that all but like maybe ten people walked out of the showing. I was watching, we were watching this last night and Keith was like, who the fuck would wa- walk out of this? And I had forgotten all about that story. So I was like, what? Who's walking out of this? And then I remembered and I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, engage- this movie is engaging. This movie's it's, if you're like, walking into this movie made in 1985, talking about sort of the complexities of like black and Asian cultures and how they, you know, mix and well mix probably isn't the right word but uh like you know how they're they're sort of intermingle yeah and how there's sort of like a fascination and a a technical appropriation on both sides it was very interesting to me the way that they do the whole like yeah that was an interesting thing um but it's it's ridiculous. Like if you're walking into this and you're like, I need a fucking cinematic experience and you don't feel that way about like, this is, it's well, got musical numbers. It's got fucking. I, forgetting that Barry Gordy was involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking it was just going to be a very low budget. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Uh, uh, passion project of somebody. Yeah. And, you know, have all those trappings. Right. I'm not saying it's not a passion project or a vanity project. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, the trailer that I watched on YouTube is like the trailer, f- the original trailer, so it doesn't look good, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it right. looks like it was off of a fucking TV from 1985, yeah. so it looks like shit. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be rough, you know, even if it's fun, yeah. it's gonna be rough to watch. And it's a fucking Blu ray rip. A- this is. Oh yeah, that we uh, it was the version we watched is off of apparently the uh, 30th anniversary Blu-ray. Yeah, it was I, release amazing. Looked stellar. Amazing transfer. Uh, it looks so gorgeous. Good. Yeah, I, and I was you like, would not. I literally like this is not look like. Yes. There's no way this is from 1980. Correct. There's no way this is. Yeah, I was watching it, and like that's part of why as soon as it started, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Like this isn't gonna be painful to watch. This is gonna be good. Yeah. It was, it really does a lot of like, yeah, I was, yeah, there's a, so much that I was very interested in and there, there's a lot of stuff it does that's, it, it's, it's wild because like, even the, this is always something that's, that I find impressive is that is when like they have like minor characters who also have like a story but it's not like overshadowed. It's not like it's yeah. just written into yeah, the yeah. dialogue and it's not yeah. like, like it's not a fucking brother. monologue. The thing with his brother, but also like Mike Starr, how he was like a prize oh, fighter yeah, and right. he failed right, right, right. and now he's like, like all this shit. But it's like not, it's just like casual conversation that people are having. But there's yeah, a, a reason point. everybody 
it's not like, yeah, where did right. you it come it... from? And they're like, oh, I'm just here. You know, it's, yeah, you know, right. like. Which is a lot of the kids at the school, at the do- his students or whatever, <laughs> at the dojo. And, but right, they're kids. But, right, but, right. But what I mean is like, even the kid, even like the last, the fight scene at the yeah. end where all the kids are there, you know why they're there. You know where they came from, you know? And so it, you're not like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Right. Like they did a good job of explaining Absolutely. all of this stuff. That's a great point. And so it's like, but it's also like, subtle so you're not like distracted by any of those storylines it's just building but all the the minor right all the minor character stories help build the major character stories as well so it's like it fits so together so interestingly and yeah Yeah, they're not like competing right 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 right. exactly god the fucking oh what's her name the faith prince Wait, who? No. That plays uh, Angela, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wait. Vanity is the main female right. lead. So the blonde, the redhead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's. The fucking scene she gets where she leaves Eddie Arcadian oh or whatever his name God. is. Oh, my God. Yeah, when, she, when he's like, you're just, <sighs> a, you're just a dumb, you know, blonde from Kew Park or whatever. Or Kew, Kew Gardens. Kew Gardens. Making my, like making money off your tits or something like that. And she was like, okay, but listen to this. You also are from <laughs> Kew Gardens and you're, and you're making money off my tits too. And I was like, oh, and it's like, it is delivered so fucking well. Oh, the, she's amazing. The acting in this, I was actually really surprised. Like, yes, it gets like when he like, walk. I was like, when he walks in after fucking, um, um, Shonuff or whatever. What's his name? Is that it? Shonuff. Yeah. After he like completely destroys his parents' oh, yeah, pizzeria yeah. and he walks in, he's just looking and like, you know, his little brother's like, you know, basically like, this fuck you. Yeah. And it goes back to him and he's just sitting there and I was like, oh my God, he's just weeping. And I was <laughs> mom, like, holy shit. Comes up and and yeah, him, and you can see his, he's yeah. he's just like like tears are literally falling off of his face. I was like, oh shit! Like yeah. okay, and the fact that like it wasn't like there was no attempt to like um, you know how sometimes movies will like zoom in so you can see yeah, or like yeah, make yeah. sure you know yeah, yeah, yeah. because of, like took a, or whatever. They None of that. It was that. just yeah, like yeah. it was just a scene. The image was the same like when he walks in and he's devastated and then it goes back to his brother and it goes back to his face looking the same and i think maybe it even pans back to his brother again and then you go back and he's crying and you're like oh shit like they're not yeah. being like yeah. oh like he doesn't have any dialogue even he's just like because he doesn't know what to do he's just like devastated yeah before we get too further i want to yeah so again, didn't know anything about this movie Nothing. or any of the people in it. I mean, on purpose, like we didn't want to. Oh yeah, I yeah, had yeah. no interest in. Yeah, thank <laughs> God you saw it on the list because fucking a, way too long. I mean, I'm happy to have seen it now. Oh yeah, for sure. Wow. So, uh, the person who plays Leroy is Timok. Is the guy's name? He was 19. Honestly, I'm surprised he was that old. This. He looks yeah. like I swear to God. He, I said when the movie started, I said, uh, "Why does he have the mustache of a fourteen-year-old?" Like he literally yeah. has that I like wispy, as Girdler put it, dirt stash. Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> he's got that little dirt stash going yeah, on. One mustache. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's so I was like he looks so fucking young I was like he looks like he could be like 16 I would not be surprised if he was like a fucking teenager and apparently he was lo and behold <laughs> yeah he was a martial artist he like I believe that I uh, totally believe that he started I guess his dad had a friend who had a dojo or whatever um so growing up he went he and his brothers went to since he was six or something, but he said he didn't really get into it. He didn't get the passion for it until he was like 12 when he saw Enter the Dragon. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he literally, or legitimately, like, Timog, Bruce Lee is his hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. So, and he had, like, he had just won a kickboxing tournament or something uh, right before yeah. he got cast. He, he was studying with Ron Van Cleef, who's... Uh, a black uh, African American martial artist mm-hmm. who, wh- in the seventies, was like in some Hong Kong films, yeah, and one was one of the few black actors to be in those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Kelly was another one who was in the actual Bruce, like one of the Bruce Lee movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ron Van. Ron Van Cleef uh, also did a lot of work, you know, like on sets training people and working with. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Timok was studying with him for whatever form he was teaching. I think it was mm-hmm. one of the Goju's. Uh, <laughs> and he heard about the movie and told him to go oh, wow. out for it. His first read went poorly because he didn't know he had no experience in the in the industry at all right right yeah uh and he thought he was you know the audition was going to be basically a martial arts demonstration oh yeah so he showed up with his gi and shit (laughs) but it was just like a regular yeah yeah, table read kind of scenario totally unprepared oh wow so they were like no thanks yeah but uh he said then his dad like, he went away for the summer. Yeah. They went to Miami or something to do a job, you know, and he brought his friend and, you know, whatever. They were just, like, it was, like, cleaning houses or repairing roofs or something like yeah. that. But they were, like, it's, we're leaving New York and going to Miami. And his dad, uh, on the drive, yeah, made him learn the script and practice with him. on, And oh, he wow. was just, he hated it. But when he got back to town, he begged them to see him again. Yeah. They did. They had cast somebody else who had just only not signed the contract. Like he was fully cast. Or, you know, like they had decided on somebody yeah. else. I mean, the director was so impressed with his improvement that he was like, all right. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I fucking loved the scene where she was showing him, like, all the Bruce Lee footage. Yeah, it's so sweet. He seemed genuinely like overjoyed. It he probably was, was so fucking yeah. And uh, when he it said really like, seems like he's playing a, a version of himself, <laughs> which helps. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so like yeah. I was yeah. This movie was this movie was both like um oh what do you call it like um sort of a an imaginative sort of like. It had like weird shit, like the fish. 
The flesh eating <laughs> right. fish. The I also like this went under my radar. I didn't realize until it's the scene where they tr- trashed the family restaurant. Because mm-hmm. they have one in in what's his name? I don't yeah, really Eddie. Eddie Arca- Arca- Arcadia. Arcadian. Yeah. They have a, a a jukebox that plays videos on. Yeah, that. I saw that, and it was playing her song. Or was it? Playing, yeah, and when they kick it, he's like, "That's not mine. I yeah, don't right. own that." I and know, I was which like, was great. "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't track that. There's one of those, and anyway, I wish I could remember the. There was a brief format that existed in i think mostly it was in italy it was the only place where they sold it but it was like that it was jukebox you would queue up the track and it would play the video <gasps> that's fucking cool <laughs> that's fucking cool yeah. so i don't know if it was based on that or meant to be imitating yeah. that or just you know a science fiction concept yeah. at the time yeah and i really i i like the scene i mean i don't like the scene i you know what i mean um when they kidnap who's it F- F- vanity Hold on, yes. But I, I just remember the reason I looked at the reason I know about that is because of they reference it in the episode of the Venture Brothers where Russell gets trapped underground with all the <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. He's like, because all they have is a blank of oh, okay. of my dad or whatever. <laughs> and their only contact with the outside world for like thirty years was an old scope of Tony, a dad? Not entirely. Somehow they were able to get VH1 classics on that thing, too. I'm trapped down here with a confessed arsonist. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> oh. Sorry. No, you're fine. Any any excuse to bring that up? That fucking near, near. Like, the music it plays. Oh, God. Please insert a clip of that. <laughs> Fuck. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> anyway. A fellow Keith. <laughs> That guy, the fire starter. R.I.P. Um. So when they kidnap Vanity, what's her fucking name? Laura, something. (laughs) Uh. Chalmers or something weird. (laughs) Charles. Chalmers. (laughs) I was only a couple letters off. And admittedly, Charles is as weird a name. As Chalmers. You're not wrong. Um, Laura Charles. I know. So they kidnap her. And it's like this whole thing where like. The whole thing is she's got a hot. She Yeah, she's got. She's like the host of Seventh Heaven, which is not the pedophilic starring religious TV show from the 90s. So get that out. Yeah. Pedophile starring. Okay, okay. whatever. The show itself was not. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. I don't know. It's very religious heavy. And as we've learned from all of the fucking documentaries we've watched, the more religious something is, the more into pedophilia it actually is. Well, let's be precise. The more fundamentalist Christian. Christian. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So. Or Christian offshoot. I don't know. I don't know if Mormons call themselves Christian. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I'm a little bit confused because I know that there's like Catholic and Protestant and those yep. are like the two, but I don't know if, I don't know how everything else fits into that. And do I really want to know? Anyway. Um, there's a great Emo Phillips bit about <laughs> denominations. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently every every other time that I've made myself a second cup of coffee to 
for recording has just now been, I've got muscle memory, so now I'm just activated <laughs> like I've had. <laughs> activated. I like that part. Activated. I didn't touch my mouth. You did. You said, I mean, you might not have physically touched it, but you got very close where it looked like you touched it to me and you said, activated. It was very funny. It's fine. Is the, I didn't I'm, touch my is, mouth. Is the Were you touching your butthole then? Is my is the I'm touching my mouth in the room with us right now? <laughs> yeah, she's over there. Um <laughs> so <laughs> she's right behind me. William H. Macy tries to get Laura Charles to meet with Eddie Arcadian, and he's like, You have to meet with him. She's like, I don't give a shit who this person is. I don't want to meet with him. I don't care. And so he said like it gets relayed back to Eddie Arcadian, and we, when we see Eddie Arcadian, he's work. He has Mike Starr working for him, giving rotten pieces of meat to fucking uh, something that we don't really ever actually see. <laughs> no, we never seen. <laughs> well, I guess there, there's a little there, shadow. Yeah, it's ones. like it's like it's it. Yeah, I don't really. Anyway, but it looked like feathers to me. Right, it looked like <laughs> I. Yeah, genius, genius. So. And the water is this the color that doesn't <laughs> exist in nature. <laughs> the water, the water looks like it looks like some spirulina grew <laughs> algae on it. <laughs> yes. So he finds out that she doesn't want to meet up with him. So he's like, "Okay, well, I'm going to make her meet up with him." So he starts sending like goons out to try to get her, her, yeah, so that she'll meet with him, so that he can play his girlfriend's. Uh, single for her so that it, she'll play it on the show and that's ha that's the meet cute that happens that causes um Leroy and Laura to first encounter one another um he's on a quest to find the master so that he can sometime going yep so that he can I didn't I didn't catch that he actually named some dumb goy I didn't actually catch that yeah I didn't either until yeah um, so, who played, I, I keep forgetting to look up who played his, the master, the first master. His teacher, you mean? Yeah. Uh, so, God, that whole bit when he's like, I'm leaving soon, and he's like, to, like, on a, on a yeah, and he's like, no, I'm going to visit my family in Miami. Fucking slayed me. That shit slayed me. Okay, and also... I don't, none of them are named, I don't think, on screen, but the, the three dudes that work at Some Dumb Going <laughs> oh, man. are called Hu-Yi, Lu-Yi, and Do-Yi. Remember when I first woke up this morning and you said, U-Duck or something? U-Duck. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Thomas Ikeda. Okay, so he <laughs> runs into her. Anyway, it's like this whole thing where like she has something that belongs, to, like he drops something that he thinks is important, but it's actually just a thing. It doesn't really matter. His teacher gives him this medallion looking thing. And he says, give this to some, some dumb, dumb boy. boy. <laughs> he'll, he'll know, he'll know what it means or whatever. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> anyway. Uh, Leroy saves oh. Laura from getting kidnapped, right? But in the process, the first time. yeah, he drops, drops the medallion the and she picks it up. He doesn't realize that he'd lost it, 
and whatever. So he's trying it to get back to... It is the classic meet cute right. trick of right. leaving something behind. Correct, so, they... so that you haven't... Yeah. Um, but they also say that uh, you subconsciously leave things behind when you want to return. Mm. So there's also that. So they end up... Like, he's just, trying to get... I subconsciously leave things behind when I'm awake. That's what it is. What? <laughs> I, think... I just mean all the time. I'm... Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Because you always want to be... a joke worth interrupting you for, is the point. <laughs> is that what you mean by activated? Is mm-hmm. that you're just interrupting what? me a lot? <laughs> she dumb. Fellas, she dumb. Um... <laughs> Fellas, you ever have a dumb girlfriend? <laughs> Butterface. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's trying to get back in touch with her because. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting me again to tell me that you're gonna not be interacting with me. That's beautiful. Um. So he he's trying to get back in touch with her because she has the thing he he lost, and he ends up like. She, I can't remember if there's a, no, yeah. He ends up accidentally seeing, or, you know, he happens upon, again, Eddie Arcadian kidnaps her. This time he succeeds. And so he finds her. I don't remember how he gets to her, where she's at. Oh, yeah, because he drops, he drops his metal notebook and... Oh yeah, <laughs> it has his when name. When they throw on her it, in so. the van, yeah. So he he goes and he basically rescues her, but Again. they make her they're making her watch Eddie Arcadian's girlfriend single, which is a banger. It slaps. Oh yeah, I'm just thirty saying. bucks. It's yeah, love it. Um, in the featurette, they one of the, I guess one of Barry Gordon's kids, Carrie Gordy. Mm-hmm. He's one of those people that he has like eight kids and oh, okay. like half of them are names that rhyme with Barry. Nice. Uh, he's one of the people that charged with writing the songs, some of the songs that they yeah. used. And he was like, the prompt they were given was that it was meant to be obviously sexual. Oh, sorry. Goofy. Like that oh, no sorry. one would want to put it on the air, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that it was going to be right. obvious that it was. But it also had to be a good song. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you succeeded. Yeah. You, uh, I mean. You succeeded in one of those. Um, yeah. So. During the movie, I said, sorry, you accidentally wrote a banger. <laughs> right. What I liked is when he's like, okay, I want you to put this on air. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And. And. uh Two things that I liked about that scene. One, she's like, it's not that it's a bad song. It's just, it's not the kind of thing that we do. And I'm like, that's such, I love that because that's exactly the thing because, and it shows you the kind of music that they play. It shows you like the vibe that the show has. So you know what's going on there. There's, and her thing was more of a, you know, they're obviously trying to, uh, what do you call it? Um, Invoke like Cyndi Lauper-esque. Oh yeah. And not to say that that wouldn't at all fit in there but you know it's like a different it's a different genre than what they're playing so it's like i like that because there's no trashing there's no trashing like the artists they're not saying you suck they're not saying you're not any good none of that she's just saying this is not the kind of thing that we show on on seventh heaven so i'm not going to put that on there and i was like brilliant and then yeah (laughs) and then 
Um, because what we have seen is like full on half of the actual video for right. Rhythm of the Night by <laughs> Elda Barch, yeah. which apparently this movie is what made that song big. <gasps> That's amazing. Right? That's amazing. I love that. I love, man, I, I'm like, I wish I could have been there for this shit. This was, yeah, I wish that. Apparently it got to number two in the box office the year it came out. That's insane. It dropped off. Right. It was up against, it was 1985 for fuck's yeah, sake. right. Oh my God. Uh, but there was no, this is what, this was how Timok described it though. He said it was like a, a big hit in black, for black audiences, but it was not marketed outside of that. Yeah. At all. Right, 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 right. Which, again, it's one of those things where it's like when like when the idea is that only a black audience would want to see black yeah, film, right. it's that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking Yeah, he also said movie. that uh, he went to, uh, uh, once he, I don't know, it wasn't that recent, but like in the yeah. 2000s, he asked if you would come to a screening of it. Yeah. In Roanoke, Virginia, and he said he got there and it was almost entirely white people, <laughs> and yeah. he was he was surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So, um, but uh, another thing that I I really liked this because it one it made me realize it made me realize that they were not trying to do the thing which I love when they do shit like this. It's subtle, but I'm like, yes, they're not pitting the women against each other. Yep. It was Eddie Arcadian doing all the shady shit oh, and his girlfriend yes. being like, because mm, when she says, like, this is not, she's like, says no, the girlfriend like interrupts and she's like, yeah, she's saying it's not the right time of day. Like, you got her. Like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. like, she's tired. She's not going to. And I'm right. like, I love this because she's immediately. Yeah. Protecting this girl yeah, yeah. that she's she intervening. doesn't know yeah. who. From her perspective, hold her like saying yes to this is her the entirety of her career. Like, mm -hmm. this is the everything hinges on this. She says no, and this girl is not like, Oh, what the fuck? She's just like, Oh, let's let's uh make sure that you're safe. And she's like, You're not gonna do you know, and she's like very upset that he's trying yeah. to do shit to her. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. I was like, Yes, I love this. Yeah. I love this because this like um, Laura is not saying shit about I can't remember what her name's supposed to be. Faith or something? Is that the real No, Faith is the actor's name. Angela. Angela. Faith is not saying anything negative about Angela. Angela is not saying anything negative about Faith. They never talk shit about one another. Yeah. Even though the men, like the man, the villain, is trying his best to pit them against each other. Mm. Fucking love it. Yeah. I was like, oh, let me hear for this. Like he's not trying to pit uh uh, Angela. No, he's not trying to pit Laura against Angela, but he's trying to make Angela like basically feel like slighted if mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Laura's not like he does. fawning, right? And even before and she, working, Angela right? gets her uh, awesome "fuck off and die" speech, uh, she does. They, we do get that scene where she's like, "This is for you. This isn't oh, about." That's the same scene, is it? She's, yeah. Okay. She's like. You're doing this for you, because she says and that she's about like, yeah. same with Rocco. Yeah, she's that's like when she comes, she's like, "You're doing it for you," and that's when he's like, "Oh, don't kid yourself! Like you're sitting here flaunting yeah, your yeah. tits or whatever." And she's like, "Okay, maybe I am, but you're you're benefiting off of that same thing." <laughs> oh man, when I was like, mm. and in the end, Daddy, you know what? 
You're nothing but a misguided midget asshole with dreams of ruining the world. Yeah, also from Kew Gardens. And also getting by on my tits. And, man, that really changes that character because you expect it to be she's just a ditz. Yes, yes. And then when she goes... Like she's leaving and, and it doesn't like, she doesn't not leave. She doesn't do it. She just, as she's leaving, she goes to make sure that, um, Leroy is like, like make sure that he's pretty, I mean, it's too late because he's already done something, but like, she's like, don't go here. Don't do this because they're trying to build. Yeah. Love that. I love that. She's like, oh, on my way out, let me me do one last fuck you to my ex, you know? (laughs) <laughs> like I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um I we didn't talk about this yet, but this is something the fucking movie theater scene. Yeah. So like this is the first scene other than the opening scene where he's doing a bunch of moves and his like uh and what? Annoying talk about the last dragon and the yeah the glow and the <laughs> final level. I it's yeah. so tedious to me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but he uh, we like we don't see. Oh God, he's eating popcorn with chopsticks. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Kill me. There's so much in this scene. There's so much so in much scene is that is done. That's uh, that is so I. I just, I loved so much about the scene. One, that they're watching it. it, (laughs) Hold on. Sorry. (laughs) They're watching. It reminded me of like how like a Rocky Horror Picture Show like screening goes where everyone is just like, like basically like almost in their own world watching this. There's people like everyone's talking, everybody's saying the dialogue, every yep. like everything is going along. Like there's when they the, the boom box yeah, the best and they part start is doing it, the dancing and then someone comes and jumps on the boom box and it shatters. Like it shatters yeah. in a way I don't Amazing. even think I don't even think real boom boxes had those parts. No, no, it's just it like really crumb- looked like it was <laughs> It looks like a piñata. Oh, God. It was amazing. <laughs> it I was loved amazing. it so much. And because they, they were like, everybody's like, fuck it. You know, like, and they were like, we're watching a movie. Like, <laughs> They're just like. Breaking, <laughs> popping and locking. And then the fucking, when. <laughs> then the Shogun busts he, in. Yeah, he comes in. And then he starts like saying shit. He's like, who wants to fight me? I don't know. He's just starting shit with anybody that he can. And the two guys stand up, and one of them takes his shirt off, and he's just wearing a fucking tank crop top. It's a fat dude, which this is not to say anything. He's just a fat dude, and there's no jokes about it. It's not a joke. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to fight, and takes off his shirt, and he's wearing a pink tank crop top, and it's just fine. And there's no, like, and he's just, like, one of the people fighting him. Beautiful. And then a trans woman. It right. is like <laughs> her boyfriend like starts to try to fight uh Shogun. <laughs> and it, she's like, Don't not the face, not the face. <laughs> His beautiful face. And that's it. Like they're not making fun of her. Nothing. She's just like, not the face. It's so I was like, what is happening? Yeah, that's so when you much. know that's when that's when I was like, oh, this movie's gonna <laughs> yeah. be fucking when, because the, the the previous scene with the teacher. 
Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is going the way I thought it right. was yeah, going to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. all about honor and. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but then when that scene happens, I'm like, okay, we're in a different. Yep. Yeah. And movie. the fucking, oh my God, the fucking, like, because Shogun's doing all this shit and he's like, fight me, Leroy. And Leroy's like, that's okay. And so he starts walking along the fucking yeah, right. seats, like on top of the yeah. seats, like the back of the seats with his chopsticks and popcorn. And he's just like, bye. And he's like, it's amazing. Like, I fu- that part where everybody's like trying to fight Shogun, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite amazing. Leroy scene, honestly. I- <laughs> amazing. And then, like, and I I really loved, like you said, like you want like a prequel about Shogun. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I want to know why Shogun's being a bitch to yeah. everybody. Like I want to know what <laughs> happened to Shogun. Because honestly, this dude, I mean, RIP, but this dude, Amazing. Shogun was fan-fucking-tastic. Julius Carey. Amazing performance by Julius Carey. Amazing performance. But also like, what a fucking cool bad guy. I mean, like bad guys a lot of times, like especially like. Well, also I love that you get two villains. Yes, and like the true villain is not Shogun. He because yeah. he keeps trying. Like Shogun, it's just like basically implying the whole time that Shogun is just being, uh, like a show off. Yeah. He's just being, and he's not doing, you know, he's not doing martial arts the right way because he wants all the glory, and it's not yeah. going to yeah. happen, you know. And that's that's like a lesson for him. But the real villain is someone who's like actually trying to harm people in the community. And let's like that's such oh, this was a good movie. This was a fucking good movie. uh, Who the fuck is gonna walk out of this movie? Idiots. Fucking uh, weirdos. What Uh, the fuck, man? uh, The the screenwriter, Louis Mm -hmm. Vinasta Vinasta, Mm -hmm. who I believe is Puerto Rican. Oh, nice. uh, American, obvious. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, hopefully, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of redundant. In yes, a way, correct. But <laughs> lives yeah. in the states. Right. Lives in the contiguous states. <laughs> anyway, whatever. He said that that movie scene, the at the beginning, <laughs> was inspired by. He went to. He said in 1983, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was a 10-year anniversary of Bruce Lee's death, and there was a screening. They put Enter the Dragon back in theaters. Oh, wow. As a result, and he went to a screening that was yeah. basically like that. But And like, I mean, you could tell there's a lot of intention towards this, especially with the three Chinese dudes. Yeah. Uh, but like, he was like, yeah, it was just so diverse. Yeah. Ethnically diverse. Not, not just ethnically. Right, but right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and people were so into it and yeah. saying the lines along yeah. to it and everything. He was like, so that's, he was like, yeah. that's basically what a, a real. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, like, I mean, I, like, I worry about sounding like I'm being fucking racist, but like, I feel like people, people are racist about this shit. So like, but I, the, my, the f- most fun I've ever had at a movie theater was watching a horror movie with a predominantly black audience. I don't like it. It fucking annoys the shit out of me whenever people are like, um, people were being loud in the theater. And I'm like, okay, if they're like, I don't have any experience. With yes. Okay. I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got hurt. <laughs> are you? 
I am. Sounds like you're not. I am. <laughs> and I'm, I'm especially sorry because I know who hurt you. <laughs> Fucking annoying asshole. Anyway, not you. Um, But like when people are like, oh, people. Now, I've been to a screening where people were being absolutely disruptive. Being disruptive is not the same as being loud. Is not the same yeah. as being like, you know, involved in what you're watching. I mean, people were like screaming, <laughs> like full on screaming. People were like having like not conversations, but they were like, run, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, beautiful. I'm like, this what is. What movie ex- was it? Uh, it oh, it might have been one of the <laughs> grudge movies, or I don't exactly <laughs> remember. Maybe it's, I don't know. But Amazing. there was, it was like a movie that I went to see, I think, like, because I usually would go, because it was when I lived in Vegas, I think. And I, I would go to the movie theater all the time because we lived like right down the street from uh from one of the many casinos. Yeah. Um and it was like it was like a two minute drive or something to get there. Um and it was like it they would have like really cheap like Matinees. Saturday showings. Yeah. And it'd be like, you know, eight AM on a Saturday and I'd just go watch a fucking movie. Shit, right. Dude. And so it'd be and it'd be like five dollars. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna no Yeah. <laughs> So I watched a lot of movies like that, but every now and then, I if it was a movie I really wanted to see, I would just like go like as soon as it was out. Um, and so it was something that I watched like at night, but I don't remember exactly what it was because I, I used to go to the movie theater so much that I don't always remember what I've seen yeah. in the theater. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but it was so it was so so much fun. And I was like, oh, I this is imagine. what this is what an interactive experience at the movies is like there's an infamous scene too um this is what like i mean it's it's annoying because people will be like oh this is i miss the movie theaters before covid i'm like okay we get it you know but like there's this it's like someone <laughs> recorded like the um the like ending the ending scene in the final avengers movie when they're battling Thanos and like all the portals open up and everybody that died is like coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a recording of what the, th- like of inside the movie theater and people are just like screaming <laughs> and losing their fucking shit. And people yeah, were man. like, Oh my God. They're like, this was, they were like, this was, this was so much fun. They were like, this was an experience. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I mean. Like I yeah. to have like, when people complain that like someone was being loud or like people were like talking too much. I'm like, I don't, why I this is a thing I'm gonna I'm always gonna say this like watch it at home then like if you want it to be a quiet fucking movie theater if you yeah. want there to be no no sounds nothing going on why are you watching it in a theater with a bunch of other people look like I, I don't I understand. also want I, I want both options you know <laughs> I don't I don't think okay. we have to I think there's plenty of room for both <laughs> but because there are some well, movies where you know yeah. if it's a heavy drama if it's a fucking film where I got to read subtitles. I'm like, shush, shush, shush. I can't do both. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm not going to go to a movie theater for something like that. One, that's true. Also, I don't want to fucking cry. Also, that's going to be disruptive. It's yeah. not going to be participating. Because right. Right. I mean, but that's what I, I assume. Right. But I also mean like, like, I think that like the interactive part is part of the theater experience. 100%. And I feel like I do I do want to say though that I feel like movie th- movies now don't give the option for either cuz used to you would they would show a movie for like a month mm-hmm. like a yeah, yeah. couple months and you could wait until it was like 
you could go the on like a Saturday and, yeah. at eight a.m. Yeah, three weeks after it's been playing when two people are in the theater and then you have it all to yourself. But I want to see it on an opening night, right? In total wanna, silence. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 That's what I. That's what I mean. Like it's yeah, like you can't do that. But I do feel like nowadays it's like okay, we showed this for like half a week in theaters and now we're gonna put it on streaming and it's like right. it's just I get it, but it's also like I miss when. I mean, I I. I feel like this isn't as, uh, like, I didn't really get, like, the actual, like, 80s version of it when something would be in the theater for a full fucking year. But, um, like, in the 90s and shit, like, things would be in the theater for, like, months. Oh, yeah. And you could be like, oh, this is coming out. Let's save up to go see it. Right. And then you'd, like, the next month you would go see mm-hmm. it. And it would, you know, there were plenty of times. And there are a couple times when I, like, put it off too much and I wasn't able to watch it. Uh, like watch a movie that I was like, oh shit, it's not in it's theaters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's one of those things where like having a, an audience that like is so invested in what they're watching that they're making a banking noise and they're interacting and they give a shit like, and they're so like into it. Like that's so much more fun than like just going and yep. Like, okay, we're just going to watch this movie. Especially if it's like, you know, like we were watching, I watched like The Wrath of Khan in the theater. Nice. Um, uh, That was one of the first movies I watched at the theater I later worked at. Um, it, like, it was like playing on Thanksgiving or something or the night before Thanksgiving or something stupid. Um, And people were like, there was like five people in the theater, including me, my girlfriend, her friend, and her boyfriend. (laughs) Maybe there were two other people in there, (laughs) maybe just one. And when it got to like, you know, con, like everyone was like, con, and you know, people were like yelling and shit like that. And like- That must mean Sibley was there. (laughs) I don't think, he might've been, but I didn't know him at the time. Um, But uh her friend was like, I've never seen this before. This is really annoying that people are being, and I'm like, girl, why are you going to a fucking 40 year old movie being pissed off that everyone there on a holiday is enjoying themselves because they've seen this movie a million times, which is like, I get it, but like, you can't be pissed off that the five people here who have already seen the movie are interacting with it. Like, Oh my fucking God, like get over yourself. And it was just like, yeah. It was, it, you know, that shit where I'm like, okay, white girl, I get it. You don't like noise at the theater. Like, go somewhere else. Like, it's an art house movie theater. Like, you think nobody's going to be, like, this is the point of these. Like, what the fuck, man? And, like, yeah, anyway, I'm a bitch. No, I don't know where that comes from. I'm sure there are many doctoral theses and, and probably books mm-hmm. about. I don't, is it Victorian? I don't know what it is. That right. whole, I, I, I've been to quite a few, you know, like, or symphony, orchestral, chamber music, that kind of performance. Right? Yeah. And first of all, it's just so, again, I know, I understand the history of the political economy of, of that kind of music being something that's, for rich white people to right, consume right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or to support. Right. And, and thus, anyway, it's all gross. Mm-hmm. But I also, I mean, sure, I'm often have been enraptured in trying, you know, pouring all my attention into trying to, you know, listen and right, right, right. Yeah. pay attention for to what's sure. happening. Yeah. 
But at the same time, like, I don't need to sit here in. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Like I got, I was, when I watched Sweet November in theaters. Because it started. Oh my God. I fucking hated that ending. And so I was just like, as soon as the, I could not, you know how I am when I, when I'm like, I don't like something. I go, I turn into a sarcastic asshole bitch about it. And so I was just like, and I was just like, I I wasn't like being loud, Yeah. but I was like talking to my friend. I was like saying shit to my friend who was like next to me. We were both like obsessed with Keanu Reeves. And I was like, he, cause he like has his, (laughs) she like blindfolds him and then like leaves and he takes his blindfold off. And I was like, this movie's stupid. I was like, she's going to die. And Keanu Reeves is like. I want to be there with you. And she's like, no, no, remember me as the fucking annoying bitch that I was before I died. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck ever? Anyway. And he takes the blindfold off and he, and he smells it. And I was like, it smells like fish. And I said that to her. <laughs> you were like, shut up. You <laughs> were so fucking mad. <laughs> Cause I was just laughing. Cause I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I fucking hate that movie or the end. Like it's fine, but the fucking ending is ridiculous. No, horrible. I love all horrible. Yeah, I do. I do you like love, Jason Alexander. I do. Drag, but I do. Chaz Cherry. Love it. I can't remember what movie it was, but I remember being at a late night screening with Flota and a bunch of other people. Uh, and we were like all in one row. Mm-hmm. It was very boisterous and we were all yeah. hamming it up. <laughs> but someone who was not in our party... Um, I think the movie had started or just started, you know, like nothing was happening, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like maybe credits or because yeah. it was an old movie. I, anyway, whatever. Florida was still <laughs> on some bit. <laughs> and someone, this woman, this woman who was like our age, leaned over. She was also in the same row and it was like, could someone please shut the fuck up over there? <laughs> so funny <laughs> when we were watching the fucking the rise of skywalker or whatever and someone just <laughs> when it shows like hansel i don't remember what part but someone just goes jesus christ <laughs> like so so fucking so loud good. it was such so a quiet there and that just absolutely fucking annoyed and pissed off i oh man we died laughing. like we might have missed some of the movies because <laughs> we were like we were like pissing ourselves laughing we were like fuck fuck so i obviously if you have something biting and mm-hmm. and bitchy to say during a film i'm going to enjoy myself like it it goes like even the fucking when i went to the interpol concert <laughs> and there was the opening band and the guy's like you know being like somber or whatever and someone said hey robert smith why the long face and they just yelled that out to him and he like the way he was like desperately he was like <laughs> trying so hard not to laugh it was so fucking funny to me i was like i was like oh man this is great this is why people go to concerts because someone's going to say something bitchy and purity <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just I that's always been the person that I am. And people are like, "No, you're wrong. It's not enjoyable." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, joyless individual." <laughs> I prefer. Are to- you joyless? For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, would you recommend this movie? 
uh, yes. Time for me to hit some notes. Then hit we didn't notes. really. Get I up. definitely would. I definitely would recommend. It. I think yeah. it's. I think it does a lot. I think it's. I think if you're expecting like a fucking you know Oscar level fucking you know Academy Award performance from actors, then you should just go shit on a brick or something. Yeah. But um, if you want something that's fucking fun and does a lot to sort of talk about you know the the ways that like black and Asian, mm, hold on, I'll say that black Boy, and Asian. Yeah. I was like, I, it, I was trying to say black and Asian. That's how, that's what my mouth was trying to say. Not Cajun. <laughs> we, we went different ways. Um, like Asian, there's like a lot of over, like a lot of like, yeah. like you talked about this, uh, in, I think the, a rage in Harlem episode where, you know, there was, there's an overlap with, you know, black folks that are into like anime and Asian right. culture, but there's also, you know, and this one I think is more pervasive or, or sort of more negative. There's a lot, because there's a lot of anti-blackness in Asian cultures. Oh, sure. So there's a lot, so the appropriation of black culture a lot of times in Asian cultures, because there's a lot of right. colorism too. Yes. So it's like, they'll do things that are um, like, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it, but it is a it's a dynamic that is there and to to talk about it to show it is very fascinating and they're not really um criticizing any no. and and i think that that especially that it's not written by a, a black or a asian oh. person <laughs> i think that that's a smart route i think that there's not a way that someone that's not actually in either of well those, in the whole yeah i'm sorry i'm just saying <clears throat> i'm going to let you finish <clears throat> But uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just annoyed now. So go ahead. Oh, I was just playing. It's okay. I'm just kidding. The whole shit, because the whole thing with Huey, Huey, Do Ye, and Lou Ye, is that they're yeah appropriating African American culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's doing the thing where he's trying to pretend, but then like, so they when they first meet him, yeah. It's it's funny. Yes. Then he realizes to get back in, he has to pretend to he he too has to act black, right? To win over their the flavor. craps the craps scene. <laughs> yes. Fuck. Anyway, that's all genius. That is. I, and you could I I feel like I've seen something <laughs> attempting that that you know yeah. like you could see that in like a Zucker Abrams right, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it. Being way right. more offensive. Right. Well, that's what I mean, because they're not going hard on, like, the appropriation part of it. They're just talking. It's more about the, like, the culture aspect of it. And they're showing both cultures. So they're not, like, saying, like, I mean, you know, I could be wrong and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to speak for Asians or speak for black folks. Like, none, none of that's what I'm trying to do. But what I'm saying is it's not a harsh critique of either they're just acknowledging that it's a thing. Right. And I think that that's something that I appreciate. And they're, but they're not trying to be like, oh, isn't this, you know, a double stand? They're not trying to do anything other than be like, this is a thing. Right. And I think when you yeah. try to, especially when it's not actually your culture yeah. in either of these cases, to try to like be like, oh, it's the same thing or like it's yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. 
you're gonna fuck up. Both you're, sides. Yeah, you're gonna fuck it up. You're right. gonna do it wrong. And so the fact that they didn't actually try to like make a point out of it or do anything, it's just like kind of like, huh, isn't it funny that that happens? And that's it. Yeah. It's it, that it, nothing further. I think that that was a really smart route to make it not problematic in how it's portrayed on either way. Yeah. It's just like saying, this is just a thing. This is a thing that happens and it's very common. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Anyway, you were saying something. I forget. <laughs> that whole shit. What are the notes that you wanted to get to? Oh, yeah. Barry Gordy kind of sucks. Who's that? The guy that did it? Okay. Yeah, Motown. Yeah. Mr. Motown. The chairman, as they call him. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, the fucking Sukiyaki Hot Saki Sue song yeah. mm-hmm. was written for the film. That's amazing. For those characters to do. That's amazing. Because it was meant to be like a funky... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick James style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Julius Carey is, was 6'7". Wow. Not his age, his height. <laughs> Six or seven, somewhere. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> the mirror of Time Out because he right. was an actor already. Uh-huh. Had no martial arts training. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's well that, and he seems to do great with it. <clears throat> I'm guessing if you're like a super fan of like martial arts movies, yeah, you're probably not going to be satisfied with the fight oh, scenes in these. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, there's not all that many really, all considered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not very long. Yeah. They don't last very no. long. The final battles maybe the length, lo- yeah, longest, probably the lengthiest. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. There's more glow than anything. That shit was amazing. I loved it. That looks so it. good. Yeah. The fucking bullet. Ding. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the scriptwriter said that uh, all he had in the script was Leroy comes up and is glowing. So, wow. like, all that shit was just wow. what the effects department did with it. That's amazing. <laughs> Glenn Eaton is the guy, <laughs> plays the guy... Uh, was it Johnny U or whatever? Nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> Loved him. Great. Would normally be a character I hated. Somehow it works. He's able to pull it off. It's all him. Yeah. Because for the sure. dialogue is you're like nothing he says. Yeah. Is that is yeah. is not a cliche. Yeah. Every everything he does, in fact, is a cliche. Yeah. But oh my god, how does it work? Uh, is it Mr. Leroy here? <laughs> Um, no, he's not here, but, uh, how about something in a medium-sized oriental? Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. <sighs> the scene where the little kid is unlocking it out of the closet, fucking, I don't know that why, is, uh... that was so h- fucking hilarious. Because the kid's like, I'm coming, I'm unlocking it, <laughs> and he's like, almost there, but he's already got the fucking lock off the door. <laughs> For whatever reason, that was, I was like, this child is a comedic genius. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the fucking fight scenes and shit, that kid just like go, I was like, this kid is having so much fucking fun. And everyone that was fighting with him, I'm like, you know, I was like, these people seem like they're taking such good care of that kid. It was so good. I loved it. That's uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh, wait, I saw that name. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's another one of these people that's a martial artist and actor. 
Um, he was in the first Ninja Turtles movie, the '90s one. Oh wow, wow! Um, I guess I, I saw some in the trivia mentioned that he's his dad is in there too. I wonder if his dad is the guy who crushes the boombox. Oh my! I hope that'd be funny. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but Glenn Eaton also had never acted. That's Johnny Yu or whatever. Okay. And more nepotism. He was like. The brother of whoever Barry Gordy was sleeping with at the time nice, or something. Nice, nice, Uh Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't put this together watching the movie. Why it's weird, to, or not why it's weird, but why they were able to have like a full-on Eldebarge video in it. Yeah. Because it's Motown. It's a Motown production. Oh, right, right, right. So they yeah. own all the rights to that right. shit. Right, okay. I was th- that's and what I was I was wondering that. I was like... Yeah. Because so you were like saying like, how did, how did well, they the do Bruce this? Lee movies. Like, I wonder, because in the 80s... And, that's true. Like, there was a was lot... Yeah, there was a lot of like, you could... Like, if, you, if it was owned under the same company, you could just use it, you know? Yeah, and like, too. some of that happens now, but it has to be like very yeah, like strict. So I was like, I want... Do yeah, it. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... And, uh, yeah, I guess one of the reasons Vanity got cast was because she had just left Prince and Barry Gordy signed her. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um. Fucking, I loved how, like, basically her character, Laura Charles, is just constantly trying to get Leroy to fucking dick her down. She's constantly like, you know, you look like a master to me. You, I, your body looks like it'd be great to protect to guard my, my body. <laughs> body on body, if you know what I mean. Like fucking hilarious. And then when he's like, but he cannot even draw. Yeah, and he's she's like, oh, she's like, I'll show you some moves. He's like, not me, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I loved all that because she's just like immediately she's like, oh, you have a nice look about you. Like she's just constantly like every time she sees him, she's like, hey, want to sit down for a second? Like it's what I like so... about it, too, is it's not like mm, my hero. You know, like, right. I mean, clearly that's the same. That's the structure of it. Yeah. But it's not performed as though she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to protect. Right. Me. Yeah. She's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, she's a career lady. She's got her own right, shit, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. And there's a, there's a dynamic where it's like she very clearly is trying to get him. Like she's trying to use the things that she knows he's interested in as a way to reach him. Yeah, it's which so is sweet. right, it's right, like exactly. Like, and but it's like I I do like the fact that she's like. I'm I'm like not being like sarcastic when I say I love how like thirsty she acts for him yeah, yeah, yeah. because you shouldn't have to pretend like it's you're also not, not attra- like predatory or no 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 no, no. Super no she's literally like I'm like she's all but saying do you want to have sex with me like right and she she can see that he's kind of like shy and so she's like trying to like be upfront without like embarrassing him it feels like and so she's like like when she's like you look like a master to me and then she's like. Yeah, right. And she's like, anyway, uh, <laughs> like it's so cute. Like, but it's like she's she's very clearly like not trying to get him to to ditch martial arts. She's not trying to get him to like Change. do something. Yeah, she's like, be somebody else. Oh, you could do this. You, you, she, but like when she's asking him to be a bodyguard for yeah. her, she's literally trying to 
invite him to spend time with her yeah. while doing the thing he loves. Right. Like that's what, and that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, I love this. This is so, there's a, just a lot of it. That's, I mean, I really, you know, of course this is, <laughs> I'm projecting and I'm on my own journey. Love it. With this stuff. But I got to say, there's some real, something needs to be said about neurodivergent representation yeah, <laughs> with sure. Leroy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He like, yeah, he does he's, not know what a social cue is. He's a full-on yeah. data, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean data from uh, the Goonies. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but smart. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just like social cues. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> social cue gardens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, it's it's really uncomfortable for like the first half of the movie for me. His inability to make, use contractions yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> I don't know why that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know. Everybody decided. Right. But uh, okay, well, so uh, more behind the scenes sort of stuff. I watched the featurette that comes with the DVD. Oh, nice. Um, which is where I got the stuff like from the screenwriter. Perspective okay, cool, and some cool, of the cool. songs, uh, but then I watched an interview with Ty Mock from 2018 or 19. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it was a YouTube channel, I'm not gonna promote the channel because the guy was not a good interviewer. And he, yeah. I looking through his catalog, he's also interviewed like the QAnon shaman guy, hell yeah, shit, so hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy, <laughs> but uh, a lot of useful info from Ty Mock. He was talking about. Basically, Barry Gordy just like took him under his wing, which basically just meant like he took him to Hollywood and was whining and dining him. Nice. But then he was on, he, you know, he signed some contract, obviously, but he said nothing was happening after Last Dragon. Like, yeah. He wasn't yeah. being put in other projects or even auditioning or sent scripts or anything. And then they wanted they wanted him to sign another contract that would include sequels to mm-hmm. the Last Dragon. Um, but it was like it was only like you'll get sixty grand for the first one, hundred grand for the next one, but no like no percentage of royalties or any shit what like the that. Fuck? And the big thing was like he was again he was like twenty yeah, at this point, right. didn't know anything about the business. Right. Uh, somebody told him to get a lawyer to go yeah, to yeah, this yeah. contract thing. And Barry Gordy said he would be there. He wasn't. Oh, wow. So it was just him and this lawyer that he'd never met before. Yeah. And the lawyer was like, no, there's no... Yeah. Nothing here about royalties. Or right, yeah. And the uh, the person on the other side of the table was uh, second in command at Motown. Uh-huh. I forget her name. Mm-hmm. But he said that... Uh, while they're doing this, she's there like insulting him to his face and saying like, Jesus. you're not worth this. You should take Jesus. this because you're not even anything. Oh my God. So he didn't sign, but. Wow. Yeah, good. I mean, and then, sucks, uh, but wow. This guy, the same channel uh, apparently had uh, also recently interviewed Michael Jai White. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him from Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which apparently first uh, black comic book hero yep. on screen. Yep. Just yeah. beating Blade by I know. 
and sorry, like <laughs> what? How how unfortunate that I know. they had so many children drawing all the uh, what do you call it? Spec <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the visuals for Story it. That Gilbert's. fucking dragon that's just got the world's largest underbite. You mean in the, world. the devil? Yeah. It just has like two front teeth and then an entire like boat for a mouth or an or a jaw. You're like, what the fuck? Uh, and Seth MacFarlane's Spawn. <laughs> uh, but he said, you know, he, you know, that, that this movie was a big influence on him, and he saw it, and he was like, I saw what, I saw the Timok disappeared after that movie. Yeah. And I, I, so I said to myself, they don't check up on you. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what lesson he took from that. He said, oh, he was saying like, I could name 20 white guys right now right. that are, have contracts because they can, I guess he's also like a martial artist. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I could name 20 white guys right now that have contracts because they can kind of kick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I Chuck Norris much. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, this is like, this is unrelated, but slightly related. Um, uh, it's, I saw this um, sort of, I saw this on TikTok, um, but it was um, a black TikToker sort of, he was showing two like videos um, talking about like the same or similar subject basically. And one of them was Cat Williams. Mm. And the other one was, I don't remember, um, but it was someone talking to like, you know, uh, a crowd of people like with a, you know, it might've been, um, yeah, I don't know if it was like more school. Was it Joseph Robinette? No, it was a, two black men, <laughs> Oh, Cat Williams. And then this, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a gotcha. comparative. It was just hearing like sort of the same thing from, in two different. I see. Yeah. Um, but it was talking about how. It was a very, I, I'm not going to be able to, uh, maybe I'll send it to you so you can use a clip from it, but I, I probably will not be able to um, um, articulate it as well as it was, you know, articulated by the men in these, in this TikTok. But it was talking about how, like, it just makes, it made me think of that because of how you're talking about how, you know, they're saying, like, you're not worth anything. You don't, they were talking about how basically, like, Black, black people are sort of, I mean, I think this can go with, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of different people affected by white supremacy, but specifically we're talking about, this is black history month and we're specifically talking about black films and black artists. So that's why I'm mm -hmm. focusing on black folks with this to be very clear. Got it. So I was saying that like black people will a lot of times like not see their own worth not see that they have like they, they they that they have anything to offer um believe sort of that they are less than and they're like but the people who make that happen to black people know that's not true oh yeah and it was this thing of like saying and it was it really this the this phrasing of it really struck me where they were saying this guy was saying they, um, like, why do, why do they create laws around black people? Like, why do they create laws around black people not reading? Like, to, to you know, not allow black people to read if black people weren't able to read, you know? 
Yeah, right. Why are they, do, you know, they convince you that <laughs> yeah. something is true without, you know, by, by telling you, you know, but then they act the opposite basically. Yeah. So like he was like, they, they tell you that you're dirty and then they make you clean their house. <laughs> they tell you that you're uncivilized and then they make you raise their children. Yeah, and I was right. like, Oh, Oh my God. And that, that. I don't want to say like that made racism click for me. It's not like that, but it's like that phrasing of like. No, that really captures a very such, specific yeah, dynamic. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's something that people don't understand with the gravity of mm. racism and how there is not, it doesn't like people will think racism is like a white people thing, but racism oh, right. affects the community that it, hates you know it oh, yeah. and it it gets inside and it it creates sort of like self-sabotage and all of these things and that's not to say that like you you're doing this to yourself that's not what i mean it's just like you are told something <laughs> enough and you believe it right and that's that is a fact that's a psychological fact like that's not something that like you know even no, yeah. if you, you don't gotta want be careful. to even I mean, if you know that it's not who... true right Sorry, I was gonna say, even if you know that it's not true, there's something in like you hear it enough, and there's a voice in the back of your head that's like, Well, I don't know, they said this, you know. I never, I always had trouble understanding what was meant to be described by the phrase internal oppression, internalized, right? Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Until I saw someone, a speaker, say, Any voice you have inside yourself that I'm in not enough blank, and it's like, mm-hmm. right, right, something intrinsic to you, or, or like, not intrinsic is like, objectively true, but mm-hmm. like, any identifier, any socially right. constructed identity right. that you're born into, and any messaging in, in internal that says like, in my case, I'm not masculine enough, right. Yeah. Anything that goes along with that, which is a whole yeah. ox cart full of garbage. Right. But like any <laughs> anything, right? You know, yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those messages. So gender, race, class, right. any of it. Right. Uh that's that's a symptom of internalized oppression. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that's that's what made it click for me. Yeah. So like of course it happens. You right. know, it's the water we're it's the water we breathe, as I it's like to wa- say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Gulp and hail. There's a whole industry though uh, targeting as uh, people of color, especially. I see a lot of talk anyway. I don't yeah. know yeah, yeah, what yeah. majority of the market share actually targets these black men, but right, like, yeah. there's a lot of like I've heard it called the black manosphere. You know, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> That like slavery is a mentality, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and and I think you know talking about things like misogynoir um, is important because what is the clock? Felt like I heard a cat in oh, there. Oh, um, you do now. Um, I'm terrified. You know, <laughs> you know, misogynoir is is something where it's specifically misogyny against black women. And it's like, that is not something that is only perpetuated by white people. That is, you know what I mean? And like colorism and all of these things, like these are ways that it, it it can affect a community 
without, you know, and because of how it's perceived, like color, if you're unfamiliar with colorism, it is being basically within, and it's within, and I, I believe, I don't think it's, I don't think it's um specifically, um, I think it has to do with anti-blackness. I think it root, it's rooted in anti-blackness, mm-hmm. but it's not specifically referring to to only black mm-hmm. cultures. It's like indigenous cultures and Asian cultures. The mm-hmm. darker your skin, the worse you are treated. Mm-hmm. There will sometimes be people who say that colorism is like the treat the treatment people get um, based on their skin color. That is not colorism. It is specifically when you the darker your skin tone, the more difficult life is for you so it's like the lighter your skin the more your the closer your proximity is to whiteness the easier you're going to have in society period so it's 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 not i've clearly struggled with this you Mm -hmm. and i have had multiple conversations (laughs) where i've gotten it wrong right yeah uh (laughs) so just just, just owning that is it within does it have to be like within a certain community like would it be inappropriate for if I'm talking about how a person of color is treated by a white person because yeah I think it it it, it has to do with the entire you know what I'm saying yeah well I think I'm, I'm gonna yeah. expand on it so um if, this is also my understanding if I get it wrong I will clarify at another point but my understanding of colorism as I've heard about it specifically from people who have their have like a more negative interaction based on how dark their skin tone is mm-hmm. compared to other people. It happens in the Latin community. It happens in mm-hmm. uh, black community. It happens in, in the native community. It happens mm-hmm. in Asian communities. Mm-hmm. It has to do with, it is both. Um, so I don't, I, I, I was around, I'm going to get there. I'm going to, you okay. know, when I was a kid, um, there's, um, I lived in a black neighborhood, and someone had a a kid who was lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what his actual name is, but his nickname was Head because he was he was little, but he had a really big head, so they would call him Head. Um, so and like, his so mom, an ex murderer, <laughs> Head down. Um, and his mom would actively punish him for going outside, like. Um, because she feared he would get darker, that his skin would be darker and Mm -hmm. he, and so that he like, because it's considered, Mm -hmm. um, and this is not me like, you know, doing like an anthropology thing, like in some cultures it's considered, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Like this is, whether it's conscious or unconscious, there is like the lighter your skin, it's like, oh, good. The lighter your skin, the more like my friend, um, I won't name him just because I don't need to do that. Um, he is uh, a lighter skinned, like black, I'm not going to say light skin because I don't think, I don't, I don't know, whatever. He's lighter skinned, but he looks black. You know, he's, you know, it's not a question of his ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Um, he has black parents. His mom is also light skinned. She is very light skinned. Um, she's probably just a little bit darker than me. Um, he has been told by women that his skin, they enjoy his skin tone because it is quote, not intimidating. So that is colorism. White women, I I presume? Yes. (laughs) White women will tell him that they appreciate his specific color because, and what I mean about that is colorism, that him, him getting that treatment isn't colorism. Their perception 
of darker skin being intimidating, that is the part that is colorism, okay. right? So it's like the the safety that you get right. from your proximity to whiteness right. is not um, is is a is um what do you call it a um side effect not a side effect uh, a, a symptom yeah a symptom of colorism, but it is not the action of colorism. Colorism right, right, right. is the negativity associated with right. um, having darker skin color. Right. So like, and yes, it can be per- perpetuated by white people, but it is also perpetuated within the community right. and within other communities mm-hmm. as well, not just white. So, and you see it a lot of times within, but a lot of times the reason why black um, blackness is kind of at the center of that is because there is an association of darker skin with black people. Um, so like there are black natives, there are natives with darker skin and they're oftentimes shunned or treated. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of anti-blackness in the native community and it's really Mm -hmm. unfortunate and it's really fucked up, but it's the thing of like, you know, you have to split communities against each other because if they come together and they have an understanding and they have mutual needs, then you're fucked. So you have to do, so there's been a lot of work to create Mm -hmm. anti-blackness within other communities so that there is no way to build community across, mm-hmm. you know, cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so that's uh, that's one reason why colorism is so insidious mm-hmm. because it, without consciousness, it works to um, create a bias against people that have done nothing wrong, that are not unattractive. Or deserve to be treated badly I'm sure, I'm sure because of the how dark their skin is. Like <laughs> yeah. that's so yeah. insane, and it's one of those things where it's like, I truly was not. I mean, I don't want to say again. I don't want to talk about like it's wild to me because I was like so sheltered as a kid, and I was so like there are things that I had no idea about, but there were things that I'm like, no, I, no one in my family was like, oh, the darker your skin, like the worse you are like dark skin mm-hmm. is it was like like the way head was treated i was always like what the fuck mm-hmm. you're you're black like who cares right, right, right. i don't understand and i i don't mean like you're black it's you know your skin inescapable dark. yeah exactly that's not what i mean it's just like, i was just like yeah. i mean i right. honestly thought that the the color you were was just the color you were i didn't know that people could get tanner or like right I I was a kid i was like 7 yeah. or 8 like i had no idea that like you know sunlight affected anyone's skin tone i i knew that you could get a sunburn right but i didn't know i didn't honestly know that like black folks could get sunburn uh-huh. <laughs> i just thought if you had darker skin you just were lucky and you could be out in the sun as much as you wanted and it didn't affect you at all <laughs> that, was, that was that was me being a dumb kid though <laughs> you mean that's not true <laughs> right. right um so yeah um yeah that's all <laughs> just spitting some knowledge Uh, hold on. I have something okay. to say, and then, which is unrelated to Black History Month, just in case you were worried about that. Oh, we didn't me- we didn't mention Keisha Knight Pullum. Oh my God! Yes, Rudy. Chaz Palminteri. Oh my God! For a second, William H Macy. That slayed me. That shit fucking slayed me. Yeah. 
I could not believe it. I said Mike Starr in this movie is basically Teddy. <laughs> it's true. From Bob's. Oh, fuck. It's true, though. It's true. Mike Starr, I felt so underrated. I, like, I never hear anybody talk mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. I mean, he seems to get consistent work, but. Yeah. From this movie to getting, being a clown that gets punched in the face by Uncle Buck to The Office to uh, Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes. <laughs> um, this is just, I was going to say something because I know there was like, I was going to say some joke, but you, whatever. I was going to say some joke about I'm the teacher and you're the students and I was going to say it in Shawnee, but th- I don't want to do that. But I'm going to say this instead. Um, Hoesi Pekonia means like good evening. Pekonia means before dark. So it's basically like before it's night, basically. So you would you would you would never say there's another word for night and I can't remember what it is. Um, But you would never say like there's a word for night. You would never say good night because you don't say goodbye either. Um, it's considered like any sort of finalization is, is like very, it's very taboo, bad. Very it's very, yeah, it's taboo. It's not done. Rude. It's rude. It's bad luck. It's all that stuff. So you would say Hoisi Pekonia, which is good evening and like good, like bef- because there's still time left in the day mm-hmm. to, for it to be good. Anyway, that's all. But the, uh, Keke Kimi Weta is teacher and Kiki Keke Keke Kimo Dota is student. So I was like, yeah, I don't feel like saying that actually. It's difficult to say. And I wasn't going to be like, I'm. Sukiyaki Hatsaki Su. I want to see you on an opening night.